Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have one of our BFFs. Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae. She owns a geek chic apparel company where she sells all the nerdy stuff you can ever imagine all across the country and the world. She does live events and she also sells online and we're talking products today. Yeah, we bring product babies on because we don't know that much about physical product things ever. And she knows all the things. So guess what we're talking about today? How to not go crazy or lose opportunities or totally stress yourself out when it comes to the holidays. And I know some of the holidays we talk about in this episode have already since passed. But guess what? Guess what happens next year? You get to do it again. Does anyone know? The same holidays are happening next year. So get your plan together now. Use this episode as your guiding light to win at the product-based business realm during the holidays. Hello, everybody. Guess who we have back on the show? It's Jordan. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Good to see your face again and hear your voice. I know. I miss you. Uh I know. I miss you guys, too. We love bringing Jordan on for you guys, mostly because, I mean, she's one of our favorites, but also she's um, a product-based babe, a physical product-based babe. And so whenever we have all the questions that we can't answer for you guys, we're like, hey, do you want to come on and like answer everyone's burning questions about everything related to products? And she says, yes, of course. Because <laughs> so that's what we're doing today. And specifically, we're answering all of your guys' questions regarding everything holiday. So I know that we're coming up on the biggest holiday in the U.S., like Christmas, right? That's the biggest holiday for product-based businesses. I could be making that up. Is it? No, it definitely, yeah. for most, yeah, for okay. most people, yeah. So we're just a couple weeks away and we just wrapped up like Black Friday stuff and Cyber Monday, but we're going to like touch over everything and we're going to basically ask Jordan all the nitty details of how you prepare and like mistakes that she's made. So you, maybe you guys don't make them and all that good stuff. So you guys can like rock 2018 or maybe just maybe if there's a couple other tricks that you can implement for the rest of this month that you guys can do that. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So let's start out even pre Thanksgiving when as a product based business, do you start kind of wrapping your head around what the French toast am I going to do for the holiday season? So I think in the summer, which I didn't realize for a few years and definitely didn't do, but I think the summer is when you need to start thinking about like, which products do you want to have out then? Because that takes a long time. So like something that took me a long time to realize is products need to be designed and photographed 
and launched and all the marketing tools around that. So like if you want holiday products, they need to be out in like October, November. So you need to plan for them in August, September. So that took me until about this year to figure out. But <laughs> you really do need to start thinking in the summer, which is crazy. So when you're thinking about products for the holiday, like I know a lot of people stress about like, do what I already have in my shop and make it hyped up a little bit different so it seems fresh and new and holiday. Do I make limited edition products for the holiday? Do I come out with a new line for the holidays? Like, is there the right answer for that? I don't think there's like one right answer for everyone, but I think for a holiday, like have your whatever does the best for you, make sure you have that for the holiday. So like if your new product is when you sell the most of it, have one for the holiday. Or if you've limited stock of things that sell out a lot, make sure you have all of those in stock. Or like whatever whatever your shop is at its best, make sure you have that going on. So like for me, there are some products that I want to discontinue, but I'm going to keep them until after Christmas because like it's better to have them right. as an option than get rid of them ahead of time just in case. So I think like look at the times that your shop does the best and then make sure you have all of those things like going yeah. for you during the holidays. Well, I know this sounds like a dumb question. But we're gonna, you're going to get all the dumb questions. Okay. But <laughs> I'm just guessing there's some people that are running their shop and they're like completely unaware of which items are doing better than others. So like, how do you assess that? I started actually using Google Analytics, thanks to you guys. So that I can see either through that or through your inventory, like whatever Squarespace or Shopify or Etsy, you can go through and like to tell you what you sell the most of. But something that you guys talk about a lot, which is really important, is actually looking at the numbers because sometimes... Sometimes the things that I feel like are selling the most aren't. They just like either mm -hmm. take the most time or I'm always out of them. So I'm always making them. So it feels like I'm selling the most of them, but mm -hmm. I totally am not. So I think actually looking at your numbers is the best advice that you can get to like figure out what's your top seller. Yeah. How long did it take you to figure out if it's going to be crazier during the holidays, I'm going to sell more. How many more? How much more should you have on hand or prepare for? So the thing that has helped me the most is to have a backup plan for both options. So like I stock up on blank like blank shirts for me that I can either print right now or save for later if I don't, if I'm not selling as much. And then I also have a backup plan on the other side if I make a lot and I don't sell them. I started doing like mystery packs of shirts because things that were on sale would just stay on sale forever and I would never get rid of them and just have mm -hmm. chunks of inventory forever. So I think if you can come up with a way to like, if you make cards, maybe have so many blank cards waiting for you, but you can use them next year if you don't go through them all, if you can afford it, or like have a plan for how you can get rid of the things that didn't sell after the holiday. You know, if there's some creative way, maybe have like events in January and February to get rid of stock or plan marketing around donating your extra stock to things to get press. So I don't think there's like a really good science, but if you can cover yourself on both ends. Yeah. At least have a plan of taking care of sitting there with a whole bunch of it. Yeah, totally. I do about it. 
So if you're planning in the summer for like what's going to be released, talk to me a little bit about timeline. Like when should I be having the things created? When should I start taking photos? When do people expect to see stuff in their inbox? Walk me through what I should be working on. So what I'm doing this year, which hopefully is working, we're going to we're going to see at the end of this year if it did. <laughs> I am trying to have I launched my last big launch of the year in the middle of October. And so what I think will work, I'll let you know in January if it worked, is that is the last like me having to do all of that stuff, take photo like I don't want to be doing photo shoots and video mm-hmm. shoots and writing copy for launches in the middle of holiday. So that's all done or that was all done at the beginning of October. And then the rest of the holiday is just reminding people. So it's like writing gift guides or talking about our top sellers or relaunching or re-reminding people about stuff that's already out, but not doing anything new. That sounds like that will work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed. I have the shirt of the month, which comes out on the first of every month. So I had those scheduled or planned out and designed for the rest of the year since September. So those will still come out, but they're at this point, it's been two years that's like on Mm -hmm. rails. So I wouldn't recommend launching anything new after Black Friday unless you need to. I mean, if you need to, you can, but it seems crazy. Sure. Sure. And I love that. Our version of that as a digital product-based business is taking time off while we're launching. So we're not doing anything else. We're not writing an email. We're not scheduling a post. We're not literally doing anything but serving those customers and reminding them, this is available, this is available, this is available. And that's your version of that. And I think sales are going to be greater because your customers are going to feel like you're really present and all the questions are going to get answered even faster than normal. And that's just going to lead to more sales. So now that you've been around the block a few times, you've, I'm sure, made some mistakes when it comes to being prepared or not being prepared. <laughs> so talk me through some things you think people should avoid. So I almost always have things that are made to order either intentionally or not. Like People can buy them and they're not in stock either because I'm just not caught up. Like I want them to still be available, but I haven't made them yet. Or I do have some things that are like handmade or just for whatever reason aren't in stock, but are available to sell. And that has been a huge mistake because all your sales come in in like Mm -hmm. three or four weeks between Thanksgiving and the Christmas deadline. That's when like, I feel like almost half of my sales for the year come in then. So before that... You're like, oh, I have time to just make things as orders come in. No problem. You don't. So anything you can do to either just accept that you don't have that made and you're just going to make it sold out and not have it available or work hard early and have everything in stock. That's been the biggest thing that has like ruined my like, you know, staying up late making things. That's why. Well, and so talk to me about some of those communications about deciding that things are sold out or deciding that this might take longer to get to you, but you're going to get it before Christmas. Like communicating any of those weird things because the holiday season is crazy. How do you do that with your customers? Thankfully, all the websites normally have that like 
information bar at the top. So I do that a lot. That'll have the shipping deadlines, whether it's the literal last day, like you can choose to offer next day shipping up to the 23rd if you want, or you can offer like if you need to give yourself a day or two buffer. So I always put the shipping deadlines there. And then in the products that take longer to make, I have like in the product listing that it has this much of a buffer. But I also... Like in my mailers, I'll send out an email saying like, if you want this product by Christmas, you have to order it this day, even though you can still get other stuff later to let people know. And then what I haven't done yet, but definitely should do this year is have like a pre-written email that goes out to orders that I know aren't going to make it in time and just say like, hey, heads up, this is not going to be there by Christmas. Are you cool with that? Here's what you can do if you're not cool with that. And this year, Squarespace just set up gift cards. So that is an option. And I know Shopify and Etsy have had those for a while. So I talk about that too. Like you're too late for orders. Sorry, (laughs) but you can buy a gift card and you can have that and you can print a photo. So I think just, yeah, having like the information that your customers need and having a way to get it out to them planned ahead of time. Because I think people like they stress out so much that they want to cover all of those bases for their customers that they either don't communicate it well enough that it might be late or this might not be available because they just want to like make everything work. So how do you handle like if you get a grouchy customer during the holiday, because I'm sure it happens to all of us, like what's your process for that? So the best thing is to be totally honest. So if someone emails you and asks if a product can come by Christmas and 50-50 chance, you have to say like either no or maybe, but you can't get mad if it does. Like I'm telling you not to buy it if you want it by Christmas. Because even if you give the odds, if you say like there's a chance, everyone thinks it'll be there and everyone is mad if it's not. So I think being brutally honest and saying... Probably not. Are you cool if it comes a day late or not? And then if you can have like what you will do if you mess up and it gets there late, like either have a predetermined gift that you send them or like a code for a certain amount off or have something you've already decided you're going to do if slash when orders don't show up on time because it could be not your fault. And the post office is crazy. Right. So just having some kind of plan and action ahead of time will make you not so stressed out and not like cry and think it's all your fault because you just have it pre-decided. Yeah. Well, my head space is in the like, holy hell, how do you plan for the significant volume change? So even if you have this stock, even if it's like ready to go, but like you're waiting for orders how do you make sure that you have like your packaging system set up? Do you hire extra hands? Like where do you pick up in that regard? Cause I, I mean, for a lot of these people, it's just them or maybe them and they convince their spouse or a best <laughs> friend to come over and help. So what should they be doing to make sure that doesn't fall apart? Yeah. Having your process, I mean, this is something you guys talk about all the time, having your process nailed down ahead of time. If there's anything you see that is slow that you can make it better, do it in the summer or in the fall. If you're still like manually printing out labels and cutting them out and taping them on, buy a printer, a label printer before Mm -hmm. the holidays. 
And if so, like I have an assistant now, which is amazing. So she knows December is going to be way more hours than Mm -hmm. ever. If you don't have an assistant, like what I used to do before was trade helping me pack orders for buying friends Mm -hmm. dinner or like I'll buy the drinks tonight if you come over and help me just put all the labels on things. So you probably will want an extra set of hands if you can. So like any way you can get that, I think is like good to try to plan for. So talk to me about leading up to Black Friday, Cyber Monday. How do you handle promotions? How do you handle discounts? And that kind of expected day of online deals? Yeah, I know that there are a lot of thoughts about discounting your products. The thing with product-based businesses is you absolutely don't have to, but it's super expected. So you can get a lot of like free marketing by people just going to every single website they've ever heard of and looking for deals. So I have a really big Black Friday discount built in because it's still less than my wholesale rate. So I'm still not losing money on anything. And... I try to use it as a way to get more customers. Like instead of doing a first time order, like I do have a first time discount code for first time shoppers, but I feel like Black Friday is like a bigger continuation of that where hopefully you hook people in with like such great service and such great products that it's worth the discount. So I'm all about it. I totally understand people who aren't, but I'm all about it. I'm about it being the biggest sale. And then it's also kind of nice because... For me, I usually do 40%, which is a lot. But then I know that like that's the biggest sale of the year. So every other sale I do, I know it already has yeah. to be less than that. And people at this point know it's coming. So they'll save up and do all their shopping yeah. then. And then, you know, just getting ready and having as much help as you can to send them all out. Well, I love that you decided like strategically, like you went through the numbers and said, I know I can discount it this much Mm -hmm. and I'm still above my wholesale rate. I think a lot of people skip that step. I think they think, oh, I'm just going to discount it. And then they forget to like figure out what their hard costs are. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden Black Friday is the biggest day they lose money. Yeah. And like that's... I don't think let that happen to you. I think that could be right. the biggest trap. And I know yeah. for some of you, like you're listening to this after Black Friday. Right. So we just want to urge you for next year mm-hmm. and for planning in ahead in advance. How can you really go through and make sure you're fully aware of every single cost that goes into a product and then decide, okay. I'm not going to do it this much. And you don't have to do as deep a discount as Jordan. Like, I'm like, hell, I need to go shopping on Black Friday, right? right? (laughs) Well, and it's good because, I mean, we talked about this on the last episode I was on. I raised all my prices after taking Rocky Riz, I think. So, like, I know I can. It's sort of my giving back. Like, you're all paying this for the rest of the year. So like for a weekend, Mm -hmm. I can go back to basically my old prices. Exactly. Basically your old prices. Well, and I love like, I think it's super convenient because like you said, everyone is expecting a deal on that day. There are a lot of free marketing aspects. People are literally going to your website to see if you have a deal going on. Yeah, I did that. Like I literally- That's all I do all day. I made a list of every company I like. Yes. And it was like- Let me see what deals they have What are their deals? And I check their Instagram and I go to their website. So as someone who's like, don't discount your stuff, that's the day I'm like, you better discount your stuff because- (laughs) 
that's, it's just traffic. It's free marketing and it's getting people in the door who have been maybe waiting all year to even buy from you. And I think I love, love, love shopping from businesses who like wait until that one big deal to kind of like spoil their customers with something crazy, like 40% off. Are you kidding me? And so it feels really good as a consumer to have those experiences. And the way it works for me too, is like, even customers who will buy like one thing every once in a while all year will come through and buy 12 things or they'll buy gifts for their whole family. So like, I want that. I want you to get 10 things and give them out to everyone, you know. That's exactly how I'm going to use it. I get all my (laughs) on Cyber Monday. (laughs) So how do you wrap up from Cyber Monday? Because right after that, it's freaking December and holidays shopping still and like going into this week that this is going yeah, to it's air. Like, it sounds great to have it all happen, but then it's like it all happens too. And then it just keeps happening. Uh-huh. I mean, I think you just, you have your last day that you're working for the holidays and you just look at that light at the end of the tunnel (laughs) and power through. I mean, it really is worth it when you are working in a business where most of your money comes in four weeks, you just do it. You just get through it. There's an end in sight. It's not the rest of forever. And then in January, you'll wish you had all the sales again. So you prep as much as you can and then just power through as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I mean, that's not really good advice, but (laughs) hustle through those couple weeks and you'll thank yourself. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. What else is happening over at Jordan Denae during that time? You're selling, you're taking a look at your website, you're making sure orders are going out, but like our blog posts being posted, our Instagram posts being posted, what else is happening? Yeah, so we have our blog posts queued up, not completely, but mostly a quarter ahead of time because we have a, a very, very rotating schedule where every day of the week is a different kind of blog post. So it is easy. It's not like what's going on in the news today. It's (laughs) outfit plans and inspirational quotes and things that we can plan way ahead of time. So yeah, blog posts still go out every day. I mean, if we miss one, like we miss it and we're totally fine with it because that's fine. And then the great thing about the way our product business works is we get more photos from people during that time than really any other time. So like Instagram's even easier then because people are constantly sharing photos with us. So it's like the easiest, best time. Mm-hmm. And then I think also people are more fine being sold to because like they're looking for gifts. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even feel bad or salesy to be like pushing your links and your products mm-hmm. out because people want that. So it's like, it is actually like the easiest marketing mm-hmm. time too. Yeah. You can literally sell, sell, sell with a little bit of like, here's some Christmas stuff. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much to talk about. Uh-huh. So it's great. And and it's a great time to like do collaborations, like share, uh, share other people's products, put your own gift guides together. It really is. It's just like the best month. The most magical for- time of the year, guys. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Stressful, magical time. I'm just yep. like, I'm going to sit back uh-huh. and, and sip some bubbly something yep. or other. This is why I'm like, why am I opening up a product-based business again on the side? Because this is not my life right now. I am just a shopper yeah. when it comes to holidays. And I'm like, oh. I'll come help. Well, <laughs> the other thing too, though, is that depending on what your numbers are, like there are companies who have a set stock ahead of time. And when it sells out, it sells out. They're like, this is what I want to sell by the holidays. Right. And then when I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. So like you could do that. You could have a hundred things. And then yeah. if that's they sell out on that's November 20th. Does because like yeah. way before Christmas, they're sold out. And they, I think, and whether it's like, I obviously it's strategical. They are super, super smart people, but like some, a tactic they did last year was they determined what that number was going to be. This is when we're sold out. It was well before Christmas. And then they let everyone know two days after Christmas, we're opening up back stock. So if you didn't get to buy it before, like that's when it's coming. So all of December pre Christmas, you really couldn't buy anything because they were already sold out. But with that Christmas money, you were like, let me go buy it. And they sold out like within hours after posting it 
after Christmas. Well, and I think from that point of view, it was partly a, they literally couldn't afford more stock than that. Right. So I think sometimes it's like, oh, I'm missing out. Mm -hmm. I could have sold all this stuff. But if you're doing the most you can afford to do, then like you did great, then you did amazing. And you sold out. You, I think some people are mad when they sell out. Like I should have gotten more. I should have done this. That's awesome. <laughs> and you have to spin it that way. Like spin it. We sold out because everyone loves this. Not we sold out because we didn't prepare. Like they could easily tell the other sob story and that sucks and isn't impressive. So yeah, tell the right story for like what your situation is. And I think it makes it more high demand too. Cause when I saw the email, oh, totally. cause I was wanting to buy a board and I asked for one for Christmas and I'm like, they are already sold out. And I'm sons of bitches. And I was like, well, as soon as it opens up and I was literally at a Christmas dinner, refreshing my phone until the stock <laughs> opened back up and I bought it right then and there. They won. Yep. They got me. <laughs> I mean, use it to your advantage. Exactly. Any way you can. Mm -hmm. So you also have your product in actual stores. So you've got wholesale people. How does all of that side of your business work during the holidays? The good thing is all the stores know they need to stock up in like August and September. So that's already done. Way done. So they're in charge of selling it. I mean, sometimes they'll ask you for like a reorder, but I think they're also way understanding if you can't do it. So it's on them to know they have to plan way ahead Mm -hmm. of time and get it all taken care of like early fall. So how did you, I mean, because now we're planning for next year, right? If you were thinking about, okay, I'm going to do wholesale this year or this coming year, and this is how far in advance I need to be talking to wholesale opportunities Because I think it's even further in advance. Mm -hmm. So, like, when are you starting the conversation with them? Is it the middle of summer? Like, when are you bringing that up to them? Yeah, it's like spring and summer. One thing that's interesting, so my products, I don't even know what the right word is, but it's not seasonal. Like, I don't have, like, fast fashion, Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's called. I don't have that at all. So I think if you do that, like if you have a spring line, a summer line, a fall line, a winter line, you need to be like one or two seasons ahead. But if you have kind of products that just sell consistently, I think it's, yeah, like a season ahead of time. It's not a bad look to like start talking to people who might not be ready to buy, but like be in their email or be following them and liking all their things online or drop into their store and like make a purchase. That kind of stuff I think is just good to be doing those relationships. Always. Yeah. Yeah. You want to keep buying from me. Remember me? <laughs> yeah. And then they'll remember you when they get to their mm-hmm. big buying. Time. So how is that? Do you know now of like an expectation that you can kind of guarantee on from like, this is how much extra they're going to get from me. So I also need to prepare for that quantity. So my wholesale is really, really inconsistent. It's mostly tiny stores. So like sometimes it'll be a tiny store that then isn't there anymore in a year or a tiny store that like they have no idea what they're buying. So they're not. So I think it's really, really different than if you're wholesaling to like Pottery Barn or someone who has, has their shit together. Honestly, I'm not wholesaling with any like big companies who have consistent stuff. It's mostly businesses the same size-ish as mine, and we're all just kind of figuring yeah. it out. So in theory, yes, but I can't no, do that. For sure. But 
So because you are working with more mom and pop, and I imagine some of these people are as well, talk to me about like, do you have a volume minimum for these people? Or because I think it would be so easy to only give them five shirts. shirts. (laughs) Yeah, I have an order minimum. So it's like, a price that they have to hit and it, they can do it in any way possible. And I think that's kind of the easiest way to do it with like smaller mm-hmm. stores because then they can piece together because sometimes they'll only buy one or two of a product to test it out. But I want them to be able to do that. But I do also understand the benefits of saying like you have to buy 20 or 50 or whatever of these. So I think it's kind of look at your own situation and right. see what makes sense. No, I but yeah, make sure they're not just placing a big order and then getting a discount for themselves and their kids. <laughs> like that's, you know, make sure it is like for a store yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it's big enough to make it worth it. Yeah. I think just the minimum order would be best for most of the people listening because like my mom is in wholesale and has her jewelry in a couple of different places. And some of them will buy like two of one design just to see how people like it and what is the feedback. And I think especially when you're working with businesses who are figuring it out just like you, that's a really good opportunity to give them. And then it gives you data as well. Like, well, in these kind of settings, these are the things that sell most. So instead of them having to order 10 or 20 of every single thing, then it just sits there. That's fun for no one. I like it. What else? What are we missing? Yeah. What are we missing? (laughs) One thing that lots of people do that I don't are holiday craft fairs. So my market is super niche. We talked about that last time. It's like nerd only. (laughs) So I do horribly at like local craft fairs. I do events throughout the year and my setup is different. But retail holiday shops, like pop-up shops, that's awesome. That's a great way to like pretty much from the middle of November through the end of the year. And if you can and want to do one on Christmas Eve or on the 23rd or whatever to for people to pick up last minute gifts. It's great. If you can work that into your schedule, that's yeah. a great I would say thing try one, like test your market and see, but like I mean, I love going to those things. I would love to see your stuff at them. I feel like we have a, like nerdy stuff at the ones that we go to, but maybe it's just Kansas City. Maybe we just have a weird market. Oh, me about please. <laughs> Sorry, I'm interrupting your thought. You can finish your thought and then let's talk about pre-sales. I was just going to say another thing that I have done before is host like a home shopping thing. Sort of like when people are selling, you know, they're selling candles or paper chef or whatever, but just doing it for yourself. Or if you have other small business friends that are local, setting up a little like holiday shop in your house and turning it into a Christmas party. I've done that that. almost every year. Yeah, we should. That's it's cute. And then you can just get all your shopping. Yeah. Oh yeah, me too. Okay, we just planned it. Awesome. I love it. You guys stay tuned. Okay. Pre-self. I saw this question pop up the other day in our Facebook group and it was about how long to offer pre-sales and like, how does that work for different type of product-based businesses? So have you offered pre-sales before? I haven't because my product price points are low enough that like, I don't want to rule this out for anyone, but I think it's almost like not worth doing a pre-sale for because if I don't want to wait a month to get a t-shirt, right. that's the kind of thing that you just want to buy. But I've seen it work really well with, I mean, even like $10 more. Mm-hmm. If you're in like the 50 to a hundred dollar yeah. price range, I think it makes a lot of sense. So I've just been lucky that I haven't had to, and I've always been able to just order the product upfront. But 
I think they're great. Yeah. And I think it oftentimes is better than like taking out a loan if those yeah. are your options, like yeah. getting money pre-sale or, and another great thing, if you have a minimum quantity to order, then you know if it's worth it or not. So I've seen pre-sales work really well if you say like, hey, there's been interest in this product. We have to sell 50. Yeah. And right now we're at 12. Yeah. Yeah. So like the 12 people who already paid are going to get a refund yeah. if we don't hit this number. So like, here's the campaign. Yeah. Go tell all your friends to buy it. So <laughs> yeah, you can turn it into a marketing mm-hmm. strategy too. Mm-hmm. And I think just the shortest amount of time you can have yeah. will make people the least angry so whatever works for you I just bought an item on pre-sale and how she marketed it was a 2018 calendar and she led up about a week before teasing some glimpses of what the calendar options were going to be pre-sale is going to open up on this day check your emails pre-sale was only open for two days in order to get shipment in November And so like, I'm not getting it until next, I'm technically not getting it until Christmas because I asked for it as a present, but I (laughs) wouldn't be getting it until November at some point. I don't even know when, but I know in time for Christmas, obviously, because it's shipping in November, but that window was just two days. But I think the thing that's really key with that, and I think the, the place that it works the most is when it's something that they actively don't need until later. Right. So like, I think calendars or planners or, you know, like, maybe it's for a specific holiday and that's mm-hmm. like six months from now or mm-hmm. whatever. Like there's, yeah, I don't need the calendar until January. Like you just, you're not going to hang it up. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> no. So, I mean, as much as it's great to have it in advance, right. like it doesn't affect. This, right. The but buyer. I, as a buyer, yes, I didn't need it. So I wasn't really concerned of when it was going to get shipped. But I was, again, refreshing my phone, checking my email, sending the link, asking the person who wanted to buy it for me, like, go do it right now because it's only open for a couple days. Like that sense of urgency was so great. I'm sure she got a great influx. She now knows how many she needs to go get printed. And that will be her probably just the biggest amount that she does before the holidays. And then she might list them and have like an order deadline because I mean, maybe she sold like a hundred on pre-sale and she'll order extra based off that hype. Because she now knows, okay, less than that will probably come through after the fact, but she has data now. Yeah. And I think just turning it into whatever story you want to tell is the most important. Like you can spin that any kind of marketing way. You can use it to get email addresses, all of the things that like just take advantage of whatever situation you're picking to do. I think that's great. Yeah. I think so many people forget that there's like, Sometimes you sell things not for the sake of making the sale. And so talk to me a little bit about that. And what are some strategies that you've tried over time that have you've used it as a different tactic inside your business? Yeah. So for my in-person events, I have different price points now. So I have things as low as $2 for people who like want to support, but either didn't budget that time or whatever reason they like, it's like an easier thing. Mm -hmm. And I try to have those things. They're like buttons and stickers and things that they'll hopefully see a lot, which is nice. And then, so I was saying before, the way I get rid of my sales shirts is in these mystery bags, but I also market that as like, do you want to test it out and pay just cost what these, like, I'm not making money on them but I'm not losing money on inventory sitting around forever. And then it is a good way to like test out and get new customers and have them 
have my things in their closet, which is nice. So that's like the biggest way that I do it now as just like, I want this product out there. It's like on somebody. Yeah. It's not making me money during this sale, but hopefully they'll be back for more later or someone will see them wearing it or they'll remember when they see it in their closet and come back and shop later. And then I try to make those sales also be really like I treat those sales the same way I treat someone buying $200 worth of products. We're like, hopefully you'll see the customer service is great. And then that will make you think highly of our company too. Absolutely. No, I think that's so important that you can't treat the sale any different because Mm -hmm. if you approach them differently, like why would they come back? I mean, think about literally anything someone's ever complimented you on. Like your shirt looks so great. I love your lipstick. Where do you get your hair done? Like you run into someone, oh, I just went to this restaurant. Like Mm -hmm. all of the time you are bringing product up to other people whether they initially ask you about it or you just are raving. And so you being the best version of yourself to everyone Mm -hmm. is the best marketing thing you can do on earth. Like customer service needs to be your number one thing because they are selling it for you. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, as much as you're doing marketing and putting stuff on social media, people having products in their homes or on their body or like, that's the thing that's moving you forward. Yeah, the word of mouth is mm-hmm. you and negative word oh, of mouth yeah. will destroy you. So definitely having people say nice things instead of <laughs> they were like a total monster when I asked them a question on email or whatever. Like, yes, yeah. good customer service is the best. <laughs> no, I've, I've seen, I'm not necessarily this person, but Emily and my husband, if they get treated unfairly in any shape or form, they are the first persons to go online and be like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it's like not even like directly targeted, but they're just so like moody about it. <laughs> like people get their vibe. I'm the moody person in the world. So <laughs> don't piss Emily off. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got great advice from a friend before I even had a business. He owned a jacket company that was higher end and we were just chatting. And he said his best case scenario in his business is for a customer to have a problem so he can fix it and they will be his best customer for the rest of his life. And I had never thought of it that way. To think of things like that. Yeah. Because to me, I'm like, oh no, I messed up. But me being able to frame it as if I fix this for them, they will remember that I fixed this for them. And that's even more valuable than everything just working perfectly well the first time. Yeah, which is also makes you less sad yeah, when you no, do have to sure. go back and fix sure. problems. Well, I'm at least personally now like this is a total tangent talking about like refunds or customer issues or whatever. A, we have someone who's in our inbox looking at that stuff before we are, which is super super helpful having just like third eyeballs on it. But we're at a point now in our business where like. I'm not going to cry over if I have to send you this refund. Like it's not going to hurt me. And so like. It's just a blanket, just like, I don't want that bad karma of saying no to you for whatever sob story you just gave me, no matter what it is. It's just like, here you go. We're over it. It's fine. Wish you the best, like thinking of you, sending the vibes, because it's usually some sort of sob story of why someone wants out of something. And that to them is just like, oh my God, like, thank you so much. I'm now not stressed out about this part of my life. And I'm like, there you go. You're welcome. Because <laughs> I don't need yeah, that. Totally. I had... Last year, I had like a pretty big Black Friday sale, went missing and just never made it. So I resent it. 
Because of course I resent sure. it. And that customer was so thankful. She sent me a Christmas gift like oh. three weeks later. And I was like, what is, I mean, this is amazing. Okay. So you never know like how much something that really doesn't cost you that much or that you should have budgeted in yeah. because you honestly need to. Yeah. And then that can get you like a customer for life. So customers for life are the best, Mm -hmm. whether you guys realize it or not, Jordan is one of them. (laughs) Yeah, that is completely true. I feel like Jordan just put like her credit card on auto shipped. (laughs) I like read through every sales pitch just to make sure it's not, you know, something I totally don't need. I'm like, eh, I need it probably. Double check. So it's worth it. Like, and these people become your friends yeah. and they become the people that you are excited to talk to. And if then you'll invite them on your podcast a year later. <laughs> it's all just bull- yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Well, want to head into talk strategy to me? Let's do it. So if you could give someone five things that, that they can implement in the next two weeks <gasps> before Christmas, like what are the things they need to have their eyeballs and attention on to make this sale, this holiday, the best yet? So if there's a system that's slowing you down that you can fix in the two weeks faster than the amount of time it'll take you to just keep powering through, do it. Like if there's an email that you're sending back to every customer who has a question, write that up in five seconds and like have it. So anything you can fix in the next two weeks, that's like a quick fix for a thing that's going to come up a lot. Do that. What else? be as organized as you can. So if you can take like a night after working, if there's something that again, will help you get stuff out faster, counting your inventory or whatever, do that. Ask for help if you need it, even though it might be late, like you probably have a friend you can pay or ask. And like, you'll probably have more money coming in than ever. So like maybe you can offer something better than you normally would be able to. But if I'm your friend, like you can just offer me wine and I would do that for you. So like, don't be afraid to just, to I'll just buy you dinner, ask. genuinely ask. So many people have helped me out for a dinner yeah. and drinks, yeah. like, and it's so yes. worth it. Try to make sure you're getting as much future marketing and customer information as you can. So like if you don't have a mailing list yet, even though it's the beginning of December, set up an email mm-hmm. capture just for the rest of the two weeks. It'll be really great. Or like if you can push your social media or anything that attracts customers now. And then have whatever your message is going to be for after you've you're sold out or after the shipping deadline is too late, think about now what you're going to say in two weeks so you're not stressed out then. So whether it's pushing gift cards or like the calendars, like saying they'll be back in stock two days after Christmas or whatever your message to like appease and help customers at the end of the line, like try to come up with that ahead of time. So you have it ready to go. I love that. Perfect. Oh, that was super helpful. Well, I hear that you might have a deal for our listeners. <laughs> I do. Since Black Friday is over, <laughs> um, I have the code strategy for 25% off on jordandanae.com. That's so awesome. Well, where can people find you online and make sure they hear more from you? Yeah, my website is Jordan Denae. It's my first and middle name. And then I'm at Jordan Denae NYC on all the social networks. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jordan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. 
with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.